The title of my message this morning is Great Hope for 2020. I believe that Heart of the Bay Christian Center is a stronghold. It's a fortification of strong faith, but also strong hope. You know what a stronghold is? A stronghold is a place of fortification. It's a place of safety. And it's a place also where there is strong belief in certain truths. I think one of the highlights and one of the key marquees, if you will, of our ministry is hope. When I think about what God has called me to do, I think one of the biggest things He wants me to do is to encourage His people. And I can think of no better way to encourage the saints than through the Word of God. You and I have a living hope. The way that because we have a living hope, we know this because Jesus is alive. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, it says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope, or a living hope, by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Say it with me, He is alive. alive. And so what is hope? Well, hope simply is having a favorable, uh, confident expectation of good. And our hopes must be based on the Word of God and must be based on the God of hope. To be hopeful means to be intensely expectant, to confidently look at our future with faith, expecting good to happen in our lives. You know, I want to take a look at different aspects of hope. Number one, hope is a promise. Everyone say, hope is a promise. We got a promise from God. He said in Jeremiah 29, He said, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and to not harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. What a promise. What a blessing to know that God is the God who prospers us. He's not out to hurt us. He's for us. He's on our side. He lives in us. Amen. And He has promised us a bright future. We find hope in the promises of God. Paul, writing to the church at Rome, simply said this, that we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, we can glean and we can find great hope. I love what the psalmist said. He said, You are my hiding place and you are my shield. I hope in your word. I'm thanking God today that your hope and mine hope is not in this world. Can you say amen? Our hope is in the Word of God. You see, in the world, hope quickly runs out. But oh, thank God, hope in God will never run out. And so it pays us rich dividends to keep our eyes on the God of hope and to keep our eyes on the promises of hope. How many of you know the things that we go through are just temporary? In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, In verse 16, it says, For which cause we faint not. For which cause we faint not. Though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Thank God. I'm thankful I'm not getting any older on the inside. I may be getting a little older on the outside. Please don't buy me any anti-aging cream. (laughs) We've tried it and it doesn't work. I mean, the fact of the matter is you're getting older. But we're not just getting older, we're getting better. We're getting bolder, amen. And in verse 17, it says this, For our light affliction, think about it. What we face in life is a light affliction. 
The scripture says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. And so we do not want to take these light afflictions too seriously. Why? Because it's only for a moment. It's momentary. It's temporary. Thank God what we're going through in the, in the area of difficulties has got an expiration date. But not only that, we can rejoice because even though in the midst of a difficult situation, it worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Now, what does that mean? That means that the weight of God's glory is heavier than the weight of the affliction that you're going through. We can expect God's presence to saturate us in a time of testing and trial. You see, if we'll just draw near to Him and trust Him and realize that what we're doing here and right now is only temporary... But if we'll just draw near to Him in our midnight hour, He can fill us with His glory. He can fill us with His power. His presence can saturate our very being. And we can smile at our future. Even though we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, we don't have to be afraid. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not afraid. Because the glory of God, it's here. It's here, right now. Now notice this in verse 18. I want you to read it with me. Ready, read. While we look not... Did you get that? That makes me want to shout. I said that makes me want to shout. See, as long as we have hope, we have possibilities. Because everything that we face on this earth is subject to change except God. He said, I am the Lord and I don't change. Now, one writer put it this way. I like this. He said this. The hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times. The lavish celebration he has prepared for us. Now, don't wait to get to heaven to celebrate. Do some celebrating here on earth so you won't be shocked when you get to heaven. We're experiencing a foretaste here on earth. I like that. It's, it's small potatoes. Then the writer goes on to say, there's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, but they're gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. So what are you saying? I'm saying, put your hope in the promises of God that will last forever, not in the problems which will be gone tomorrow. Everyone say, hope is a promise. Secondly, hope is an anchor to your soul. The soul is where the battle is. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. The enemy comes to bombard our soul, bringing all sorts of scenarios of impossibilities to the city of our soul. 
And that's why he said, I've given you the weapons for your warfare. And what you need to do is take my name, my word, and plead the blood and cast down those imaginations. Those images that are coming to the city of your soul are not images from me, saith the Lord. They're images from hell. But I am a God who sends good things from above. I've given you my word. I've given you my spirit. Rise up and take your place. Take your authority and put the devil on the run. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, Amen, Amen, Amen. So here's what happens. This hope is like an anchor to your soul. In unstable times, this hope will stabilize you. In Hebrews, in verse 6 and verse 19, it says, And now we have this hope as a sure and steadfast anchor for our soul. Think about it. An anchor is something that serves to hold an object firmly in place to keep it from drifting. And so this hope that's found in the Word of God, this hope that comes from the Spirit of the living God will anchor you, it will establish you, it will fix you. And you can just say like the psalmist said, Psalm 112, My heart is fixed, I'm settled, my heart is established in the Lord. And I love this statement, I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Amen. Amen. Why? Because we're anchored by the power of God and we're anchored by hope that comes from God. Amen. Amen. Number three, hope will strengthen you. I wonder, does anyone need some strength in their life from time to time? Like every day. Every day. You know, that's why... You know, the Apostle Paul, he was writing over there to the church at Ephesus. And he was saying, now you're going to wrestle. But you're not going to wrestle against flesh and blood. You're going to wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. And he tells us, now because there is a wrestling match, here's what I want you to do. I've given you equipment that you must place on yourself spiritually. You are to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against all the wiles, against all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Make sure you've got your breastplate of righteousness on. Make sure you got your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Make sure you got your helmet of salvation firmly placed. Make sure you got the shield of faith out there and take that mighty sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the Rhema of God. So even though there is spiritual warfare, we have more than enough to win the war. Because the war has already been won. Jesus has already defeated the devil. He's already gone into the pit of hell. He's already raised from the dead and given you the victory. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. But you'll notice now, now I don't drink alcohol, but I drink water. And I'll drink to that statement. (laughs) Say with me, God's good. Hallelujah. Now, in the context of Ephesians 6, he says, in conclusion now, be strong in the Lord. Don't be strong in yourself. 
don't be strong in the money you have or don't have. Don't be strong in your relationships. We should be strong in our relationships, but be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. And in what? And in the power of His might. In other words, draw your strength from Him. Draw your strength from a vital union and communion with Him. Amen. You know, there's been times where I've been discouraged and Brenda can tell sometimes and she'll come and she'll say, are you all right? And I say to her, you know what? I'm all right by faith and I'm going to be all right as a manifestation. What I was saying to her, yes, there are circumstances. Yes, there are situations, but I know who to go to. I'm going to go to the rock that is higher than myself. I'm going to go to the secret place of the Most High, and I'm going to abide a while under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm going to declare of the Lord, you are my refuge, you are my source, and I'm going to come out of this test. Hallelujah. And I'm going to be rejoicing all the way through. So... This strength comes from union. This strength comes from communion. You know, this time of year, every health club out there is going to be selling memberships. Is that right? I mean, I've got two of them right now. But I use them. I use one close to the home to get her done, and I use one a little way from the home to have some fun. (laughs) Hey, I'm a poet, and I just don't know it. All right. But I mean, this time of year, I mean, how many of you belong to a health club? How many have a membership you haven't used? Don't raise your hand. (laughs) But society tries to sell us on physical stature. You know, the Bible says, be strong in the Lord. It's good to work out. It's good to develop your muscles. But physical strength has nothing to do with spiritual strength. We should not be so high on physical stature. We must be high on the stature of God and the life of God in us. Somebody's saying, are you you saying don't work out? Did you just give me a license? Hey, you will not work out without a license. Just tell you that right now. Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah, the 40th chapter in the 31st verse. Hope strengthens you. Hope strengthens you. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Now that word hope there means to wait. And that word wait means to expectantly hope or wait on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. How many times have we needed our strength renewed? I mean, like every day. Don't wait till you get so weak that you just don't have enough strength to carry on. Maintain this strength by maintaining a waiting and uh, and lifting up your voice to the Lord. The scripture says this, you will renew your strength. What that means is you will exchange your natural strength for his spiritual strength. Wait on the Lord and they will soar with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary and they will walk 
and they will not faint. Amen? Amen. David said this, My soul waits only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. You alone are my rock and my salvation. You are my defense, and I shall not be moved. You see, waiting on God is not passive. Waiting on God is something you get excited about. When you're waiting on God, you're waiting with a purpose. You're expecting. You're you're believing that God is moving and that something good is about to happen. Amen. That's what the presence of God will do for you. You see, Brenda talked about it during the offering about how that we should give joyfully. You'll never give joyfully if you don't spend any time in the presence of God. Because in His presence, in the presence of Jehovah, there is literally fullness of joy. Think about it for a moment. It's not those who wait on the Lord with a negative attitude, with a critical confession, and a sour face, but those who wait on the Lord in faith. It's not waiting in fear, it's waiting in faith. God does not want us to have one ounce of dread about us. You know what dread is? Dread is expecting the worst. But faith always expects the best. In Hebrews 11.1, let me just quote it to you. It says this, that now faith is, it is the substance of things, what? Hoped for. In other words, if you get in faith and you've got the word on an area of your life, and you're applying that word to your life, then that's your substance, that's your foundation that you're standing on. It's the substance of those things that you confidently expect. In other words, if I see in the Word of God that God will meet my need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus, I've got His Word on it. If I see in the word that I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed out begging for bread, I've got his word on it. If I see in the word that the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it, I've got his word on it. If I see in the word, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart, I've got his word on it. And so therefore, I take his word, I believe that word, and that is my foundation. That is my substance. That is what I stand on. And as I'm standing on that word in faith, I'm looking forward to the manifestation of those things coming down my past confidently and favorably. That's my hope. Now, just as the word of God or faith is the substance of things hoped for, the opposite also is true. Fear is the substance of of things not desired. Or we could say it this way. Fear is the substance of those things that we dread. So just like faith is based on God's word, fear is based on the enemy's words. The enemy's words never lift. They never bless. They never instill confidence. They instill doubt and fear in unbelief. Things like, you'll never make it. You grew up in a home that was a bunch of alcoholics, a bunch of drug addicts, and you're next. You'll be the next. And if you listen to that long enough, that'll become something that you believe. And that becomes your foundation. Many people are standing on a shaky foundation. 
a foundation of fear, a foundation of doubt, and a foundation of unbelief. And that foundation then becomes the substance. And then instead of looking forward to those things coming to pass like you do in faith, people then begin to expect the worst to happen. And that, my brothers and sisters, is misguided expectation. Misguided expectation. It's a negative expectation. Believing the worst, thinking the worst, and saying the worst. Now, if those things are true, if you'll just turn it around and start believing the best, come on, thinking the best and speaking the best, you will have what you say. If you will find out what God has to say and say what He has to say, you will have what you say. Amen. Glory to God. Come on, somebody shout amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. The mountain that stands in your way. In other words, your mountain is waiting on you to do something. You will never move your mountain until you move your mouth. Jesus said to us, we must speak to the mountain. And when we speak to the mountain, the mountain must be removed. So I want to encourage you. If you've been in a hopeless situation, you need to turn it around and start speaking to it. If you have a rebellious son or rebellious daughter, stop magnifying. Stop talking about all the difficulties and all the heartbreak that you're going through. But start declaring in the name of Jesus, my son, my daughter shall serve the Lord. They shall be saved. They shall be filled with the Holy Spirit. And while I'm at it, I might just sweep the whole house clean. I am not expecting the worst for the United States of America. I am not going to hook my believer up with my speaker and speak negative things about our government. I believe that God is not finished with the USA. I believe that our best days are just ahead of us. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not expecting the economy to go down the tubes. I'm not expecting abortion to stay legal for years and years. I am not expecting some of the things that this world's agenda has placed on the table. I'm telling you what, God has the power to remove those things that are on the table and bring to pass His will in this country. Just in case you were wondering. Somebody said, well, I wasn't wondering. Well, now you know. Look at your neighbor and say, you know. So we got off on all of this because of what do we expect? What are you expecting in 2020? Are you expecting your body to get better? Or are you expecting it just to be the same old, same old? You see, many people have what we would call a neutral expectation. A neutral expectation is this attitude, well, I don't, I don't read the word, I don't act on the word, que sera, sera, whatever happens, happens. That is an entry point for the enemy. Many people have a turn-up philosophy. They wake up in the morning and they say, well, whatever turns up, 
No, thank God we serve the God of the turnaround. He can take those things that turn up and turn them around for the glory of God. But you see, in order for things to turn for me and you in 2020, we've got to turn some things in our heart. There's got to be some stirring up. There needs to be consistency. There needs to be some faithfulness up in here. Hallelujah. We must not put up with the status quo and mediocrity going halfway up the hill. Jesus did not go up halfway up the hill. He went all the way up the hill to Calvary's cross. And he made a way for you and I. To live a hope-filled, faith-filled, praise-filled life for the glory of God. Hallelujah. I tell you what, I'm glad I came to church today. I'm glad Jesus is in the house. Amen. See, God wants you to be glad about 2020. Here's what the Bible says. That the God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace in your faith, in your believing. That through the experience of your faith and by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound and be bubbling over with hope. Woo! Glory to God. Hope will strengthen you. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. Hallelujah. Say with me, hope is a promise. Hope is an anchor to my soul. And hope will strengthen me. And number four, hope is an attitude which will guide you. Say this to me. Hope is an attitude which will guide me. Now in Psalm 42 and in verse 5, David was down in the dumps. And he said here, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? The word disquieted means to be troubled. It literally means to be so troubled that it brings us to a place of being in an uproar. You see, the soul is the bridge that connects your spirit and your flesh. How my soul goes, so goes my life. How your soul goes, goes, so will go your life. Now notice, we see something that David did. David was down, but he didn't stay down. If you are down, your attitude should be, I may have been knocked down, but I'm never knocked out. And even though I'm down right now, I'm on my way up. I'm on my way up. So don't you dare rejoice over me, mine enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. Woo, hallelujah. Some of you need to get back on your feet in 2020. Say with me, I shall arise. I shall arise. Here's what David did. He said, here's what I want you to do, soul. Hope thou in God. Here's what I'm going to do. In the midst of all that stuff, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. For he is 
the help of my countenance. How many of you know that praise will shut the devil's mouth? The scripture says that praise will still the avenger. It literally stills the babble of the enemy. But not only does praise shut the enemy's mouth, praise will cause the presence to come upon your life. Because the Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. Think about that. He comes on the scene of those who will praise him. Hallelujah. Didn't he come on the scene for Paul and Silas? I mean, Paul and Silas were in jail. Their feet were in stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and they sang praises to God. And you know what happened in that jailhouse? They had a jailhouse rock. Come on, somebody. That jail began to shake and began to rock. I'm telling you what, in 2020, some things are going to be shaking. Some things are going to be rocking. Hallelujah. So make sure you are on the rock that cannot be shaken. I'm about to go into preacher's mode. I got preacher's voice today, you might have noticed, but I like it. Hallelujah. I love the presence of God. Ha ha ha. Woo, come on somebody, let's give him praise right now. Can you shaking going on? Woo. Now don't wait till your midnight hour like Wilson Pickett did. Said, I'm gonna wait till the midnight hour. No, don't do that. Don't wait until things get bad. Be a praiser in the morning. Be a praiser in the noontime. Be a praiser in the afternoon. Be a praiser in the evening. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. I wonder if I could get at least a hundred people to bless the Lord with me right now. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise is going to continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. By Him, therefore, let us offer up the sacrifice of praise with the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Come on somebody, about 20 seconds of giving thanks to God. Oh, thank you Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Ha 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 ha. Woo! Hallelujah. Now listen to this scripture. Though you've not seen him, yet you believe. 
Though you've not seen the manifestation of your provisional miracle yet. Though you've not seen the miracle of your children coming all the way back to God. Though we've not seen the United States come to its full purpose. Though we've not seen it, yet we rejoice. Yet we rejoice. With joy unspeakable and full of glory. Just get up in the morning, go in your living room and cut a rug. Glory to God. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You don't have to wait till you get to church to cut a rug. You got a rug right at home that needs to be cut. You will be seated. Glory. Woo, hallelujah. So David said, I'm going to praise him. And in verse 6, he says, Oh my God, my soul is cast down with me, therefore, I will remember thee from the land of Jordan. Of the Hermonites and from the hill Pizar, Mizar. In other words, what David said, I'm going to remember you. I've seen you move. You've moved the mountains. And I believe that you will do it again. I've seen the hand of the Lord move here. I've seen the hand of the Lord move there. And I just want to remind myself of how good God has been, has been to me. You see, he encourages us. The same one who penned these words. He encouraged us to forget not all his benefits. Forget not all of his benefits. So there's power in remembering what he has done. And there's power in releasing with praise and with faith-filled words what he has done. Because what he has done, he has just begun to do in our lives. Amen. Say with me, I'm going to remember you. Now listen to this statement. Some of the most important conversations need to be with yourself. You're better than this. You can do better. You lost your temper on 880. Get home, get in that mirror and say, you're better than that, dude. You cuss somebody out. You're better than that. So just ask yourself, why in the world am I down in the dumps? Why am I discouraged? And then remind your soul of its job. Hope in God. Hope is an anchor to steady you, but it's also an attitude to guide you. Here's what hope will do. Hope will grab hold of your soul and say, we're not going there today. The enemy's just waiting for something negative to happen. And for you to start moaning and groaning and complaining. Go to the mirror. Say, soul, we ain't going there today. Not going to do it. We're not going there, we're going here. We're not going to think like that. 
We're not going to think this way. We're not going to speak that way. We're going to think the thoughts of God. And we are going to live in the joy of the Lord. Can you say amen? Amen. And then last but not least, how many of you know that this hope that we have, the world didn't give it to us? I said the world didn't give us this hope. The world has a fake hope. Well, I I hope someday to do this. I, I hope someday to have this. Get rid of all that stuff. and Put your hope in the promises of God. And stop trying to promote yourself and let go and let God promote you. And bring you to a place of prominence and prosperity for the glory of God. The world didn't give us this hope. Because the world didn't give it, the world can't knock it out of us. I mean, you may be on the floor and you may be sucking carpet right now. But from the carpet... You ought to say, thank God I'm more than a conqueror. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. I'm on my way up. Hallelujah. I'm not going under. I'm going over. Because he has made me the head and not the tail. He has made you above and not beneath. He has blessed you in the city. He'll bless you in the field. Glory to God. His goodness endures forever. Amen. So hope is bigger than this life. Is bigger than this life. Hope transcends our life here on earth. I thank God that we have a heaven to go to. You know what I want to do? I want to finish my tour of duty and check out. Somebody says, is that any time soon? No! I've just about gotten to a place where God can use me and I'm almost 70 years old. God's not going to waste his investment. He's not going to waste his deposit. Yes, amen, brother. But it's appointed and the man wants to die. Yes, and by God's grace, I'm going to make that appointment. Because he said, with long life, I'm going to satisfy you. And I'm going to show you my salvation. I'll not be satisfied till the rain fully falls in the Bay Area. I'll not be satisfied till the nations that are represented in the San Francisco Bay Area come running to Jesus. I'll not be satisfied until the lame walk, the blind see. Hallelujah. I'll not be satisfied until the AIDS patient is cured. Amen. Hallelujah. But when my tour of duty is done, it's hasta luego. Sayonara. I don't know what else language to use. I don't know much about Spanish either, but I do know tacos, burritos, and tamales. But hope, hope, I've got loved ones in heaven. I got a brother in heaven. I got a sister in heaven. I got a mom and dad in heaven. I got grandparents in heaven. I got great, great grandparents in heaven. I'm looking forward to that day. Oh, what a day it will be. When our Jesus, we shall see. I'm looking forward to that reunion. You know, in the natural realm, we have family reunions. 
If I went to a family reunion in Oklahoma, I would need to fly United Airlines. But the family reunion in glory, I don't need a jet. I'm going to fly through the air in the rapture of the church. And I'm going to meet Jesus. And I'm going to see family in heaven. How about you? So Paul wrote this. He said in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 19, If only in this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. I just dropped by to tell you that your hope transcends this life. That your hope is bigger than this life. There is another reality. It's heaven. And we must continually remind ourselves that there is more to life than we are experiencing here on earth. This is the hope that is laid up for us in heaven. This is the hope that steadies us, that guides us, that strengthens us. This is the hope that you and I are going to cling to in 2020. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Praise God. Father, we thank you for speaking to us as Pastor Tom makes his way to the platform. I thank you for liberty, Lord, and freedom that has come through the Word of God. Freedom comes on the wings of truth. And Lord, I thank you that as we sit here today in this auditorium, we sit here with a sense that we are on the dawn of something great. We are on the dawn of new beginnings. But Lord, may our hearts be filled now with grace and our hearts be filled with a renewed hope. Lift your hand up toward heaven and say this with me. Heavenly Father, I believe firmly in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. That He died for my sins and that He was raised from the dead on my behalf. Jesus, I reaffirm my faith in you. Jesus, I acknowledge you. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. I make room for you in every area of my life. I invite you, King of glory, to come in in the name of Jesus. I pray for a removal of all despondency and all hopelessness. I'm going to do what David did. I'm going to give God praise. And I'm going to remember my covenant with you. I'm going to remember all that you've done. All that you have said. And I believe that firmly in my heart. And I say with my mouth that I stand on the promises of God. And that hope is anchoring me in 2020. And as I wait upon God, I will be strengthened. And I purpose in my heart to keep my attitude pure. And to keep my spirit clean. God of hope. Put your hand over your heart. God of hope. Fill me now with all joy and peace in believing. And I believe that I receive it now in Jesus' name.